you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, where we read verses 13 through 17. <clears throat> it's a portion of God's Word leading up to the birth of Jesus. We talk about the birth of John first, and Elizabeth, and Zacharias, and the Bible says, But the angel said unto him, that is Zacharias, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife, Elizabeth, shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall be shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall be go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah and turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Father, thank you again. Thank you for Christmas. Thank you for Jesus. Lord, thank you for John and, and, and Elizabeth and Zacharias listening to your voice, fitting into your plan. Lord, we just want to be a part of what you're doing, God. And I pray that you would just guide us and lead us, that we'll know that we're in your plan. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't have to tell you that the air is filled uh, with Christmas sounds. Um, also, the uh, many of you signed up, and I thank you for signing up for the Salvation Army ringing the bell. That's an important ministry. You may not think of it as a ministry, but it is. If you signed up to spend two hours there ringing the bell, um, thank you for doing that. Lynn and I will be doing it, and uh, I think it's just a, another outreach, an arm of our church. But there are sights and sounds it's filled with Christmas these days. The highways, the airways, the shopping malls are filled with people uh, making decisions and, and spending money that they'll not be able to pay back for next year. Right? I mean, hey, say, oh, I want them to have the best Christmas ever. Well, the best Christmas ever would be to have Jesus, right? Amen. Have him not only in your heart, but have him in your home and have him in everything that's going on and what you're doing. Um, but there's only, I counted up, eight days left. I mean, we're starting today, you better get it done. Um, eight days of shopping uh, before it's going to be over with. And before we know it, we'll be writing 2018. I have to think sometime now, uh, writing 2017. And here it is already time for uh, 18 to start. Um, but we are all trying to be prepared for Christmas. Most, the, most of the questions I get asked, are you ready for Christmas? Yes, I'm ready for Christmas. And I hear people say, I'm ready for it to be over. Well, I know what they mean, but hey, I'm ready for Christmas. I'm ready for Jesus. I'm ready for his return. I'm ready to go home, y'all. I can't have see, I can't have here, and I'm just uh, struggling along. But I mean, hey, I'm ready for him. Now, you know, Christmas is a special time, and no child should be left out. No child. There are many, many ways of people uh, making sure children aren't going to be left out. And I hope that you're fitting in and, and you are 
part of that. So what should, what should we be doing if we're going to be fitting into God's plan? Um, verse 17 says, a people prepared for the Lord. That's the greatest gift. You know, God gave us the greatest gift when he gave us Jesus. And the greatest gift we can give back to God is to give ourselves to him. And say, Lord, I want to fit into your plan. You know, his plan is amazing. His plan started when he was born. His plan started there in the temple when he said, I got to be about my father's business. I'm fitting into God's, my father's plan. And so the, the story goes on and on. God's plan, listen, is important. I know I'm a product of his plan. I'm a product of one of those who run from his plan and knowing good and well all the time that God's plan was the best plan. But why do we struggle with his plan? I do not know. Children, listen. Young people, listen. The sooner you find God's plan for your life and fit in, the best, better your life is going to be, whether it be one day or thousands of days, your life will be much better if and when you find God's plan for your life and you begin to fit into it. Well, fitting into God's plan. You see, Matthew, and when you read Matthew, he gives a genealogy. And he goes from Abraham all the way up to Joseph. But when you look at Luke, and he starts out with Joseph and goes back to Adam. All these people that are mentioned in these things were fitting into God's plan. I want to be a part of his plan, don't you? I mean, hey, if I don't do anything else, I want to be a part of his plan. I want to be a part of the puzzle, not that's lost, but that is in its place. You see, when you look at a big, massive jigsaw puzzle, I've looked at many of them, I'm thinking, Lord, I don't know how anybody ever figured out one of these things. But my mother-in-law, she loved it. Working jigsaw puzzles. Every piece has its place and it'll fit nowhere else. Do you realize this morning that God's plan for you and for me is only for you and me. It is not for anybody else. So if we're going to fit into God's plan, let me tell you something. The first thing we need to be is to be sure we're saved. Romans 10, 13 says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Romans 3, 23 says, We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6, 23 says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. To fit into God's plan, you've got to be saved. The second thing, if you're going to fit into God's plan, if you say, then the next thing is, is to be obedient. I struggled with that. Way back in many years, oh, close to 45 years ago, I struggled with that. Lord, I want to do what you want me to do, but I don't want to do that. Isn't that amazing? That's what we are. I'll do anything, Lord, but I don't want to do that. I think of Peter. He may have said, Lord, I'll do anything, but I don't want to do that. Well, you know, being obedient is important. In Mark 16, 16, it says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. That's what Mark says. Mark 16, 16. Being obedient, following the Lord. Now, 
Probably many of you have been saved, never been baptized. The question is, why? Why not? So, well, I'm scared of water. Don't worry about it. So, well, I'm scared to get up in front of a crowd. Don't worry about it. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me, I will be ashamed of you when you come before my presence. Be obedient to the Lord. A third thing is be willing to take a chance and make a change. You know, we don't like change. So many people, oh, they don't like change. In 2 Corinthians 3.18 simply says, we are changed, we are transformed by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, no, we don't like change sometimes. But if the Spirit of God wants to change us, we need to change. Because God knows where I need to be. He knows when I need to be there. He knows what I need to say when I get there. So I shouldn't be fretting over those things. I want to fit into God's plan. So another thing is to be content with where we are. Philippians 4.11, it says, For whatever situation, whatever state I find myself in, therewith will I be content. It don't have to be where I want to be. But if it's where God wants me to be, I need to be content until he changes my mind. If you want to fit into God's plan, you've got to be considerate of others. You know, so many times we're all about us. It's all about us. It's all about me. And our children many times say, well, you've been to town. What did you bring me? What did you bring me? You've already got it. You've got food. You've got clothes. You've got shelter. You know, it's amazing. I hear parents many times say, if you behave, I'll buy you a toy. If you behave. You know, sad to say, many of them don't have a clue what behave is. If you behave, I'll buy you a toy. What's that? Behave. Being obedient to your parents. Minding your elders. Respecting those that are older than you. Well, be considerate of others. Another thing, if you want to fit into God's plan, you've got to be authentic, okay? You can't be somebody else. I don't want to be somebody else. Oh, there's many preachers I'd love to be able to preach like them, but hey, that's not going to happen. I'm going to preach like I preach. I'm going to preach like God wants me to preach, and I'm, I am who I am, and I am nobody else, and I will never be anybody else. But we need to think about being authentic, uh, no fake. In, in Philippians chapter 1, listen to what verse 27 says. Let your conduct reflect what the gospel is. What is the gospel? It's Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins. It's being considered of others. It's thinking of others before you think of yourself. You want to fit into God's plan? You've got to be ready. The Bible says in, in, uh, in Luke 12, 40, for the Son of Man, that is Jesus, will come as a thief in the night. You will not know it. I will not know it until it happens. And when it happens, it'll be too late to try to fit into God's plan. So that's why it's so important now to fit into God's plan. And he does have a plan for you. Another thing, if you're going to fit into God's plan, you've got to be bold. You've got to be bold. You know, many of you are... are educated on a lot of things and you can boldly share what this is and what that is and how to do this and that but a lot of times we don't say anything to a person about their soul salvation 
Well, I just don't know what to say. I'm just scared to, they'll ask me something that I don't know. You know, when somebody asks me something I don't know, I tell them, I say, look, I'm sorry, I don't know. Well, you're a preacher, you ought to know where this is in the Bible. Where is it that it says so-and-so? I say, I really don't know, but I'll find out. Okay? Be bold. Hey, if you don't know, say you don't know. Don't give an off-the-wall answer and hope it comes out right. Because chances are the devil will see to it that it don't come out right. I want to fit into God's plan, don't you? I want to be obedient to his plan. Well, another thing, if you're going to fit into his plan, you've got to be responsible. Responsible. You know, in a home where children are, the daddy's supposed to be responsible. In a home where children are, the mother's supposed to be responsible, and the mother and the daddy should give the children responsibility. Responsibility. Give them something to do. Say, okay, if this right here is done every week, this is what you get. If this is not done, you don't get it. Don't come ask. And you know what I'm finding out? Well, I've been finding out a long time, close to 20 years. <laughs> Grandkids. Can you go ahead and give me Christmas now? I know it's just Thanksgiving, but uh, I'm running a little short. I've learned to say, no, no, you will have to wait. You knew this was coming a year ago. You make plans. Oh, come on, granddaddy, be fair. I said, I'm just fair as I can be, but I'm hard. You got to be. Show some responsibility. You know, I'm responsible for my position here, okay? I'm the only pastor here, okay? We have many ministers here, okay? Thank God for our preacher boys that we have here. Thank God for our young people that I can call on to, to, to help me and, and to pray and to, and to do things. Thank God for all of that. But I'm responsible for this position right here. And I need your prayers. And when we think about that, in 1 Peter 3, 15, it says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. What does that sanctify mean? Set aside a portion in your heart for the Lord. Where does he want to be? First. First. At the top. Matthew six thirty three. Seek. You've got to look for it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And what? His righteousness. And then all these other things, he says, will fall in line. That's a part of being responsible. You know, God's not overbearing, y'all. Now, sometimes we as parents or grandparents, we might be overbearing, but God is not overbearing. There's the last thing. If you want to fit into God's plan, listen. And this is tough. A lot of people don't want to do this. Be available. Be available. Listen, y'all, I'm available to do anything anybody asks me at any time, okay? I am available. So I have to take first come, first serve, okay? In order to be fair, I have to take first come, first serve. But I am available. People say over and over and over, I hear it. I don't see how you get all done, you do. You get up early and you stay up late. And you go until you can't go. And then you keep on going. Say, that's not wise, is it? May not be. But so far, over 45 years, that's what I've been doing. And I don't plan to quit. I don't plan to slow down, even though the main squeeze says you need to. Okay? Well, maybe so. Maybe so. Well, I'm thankful. 
that I am available. I'm not only available to you, my church family, but I, I want to be available to God. Because my idea and his idea may not be the same. You understand? His idea is always best. And when you find that plan and you fit into it, I think of Isaiah talking about being available. Isaiah, in Isaiah 6, 8, he said, I heard a voice. The voice was the Lord. And this is what he said. Whom shall I send? Who's going to go for me? And Isaiah was so touched by the Holy Spirit of God, he stood up and opened his mouth and simply said, Here am I, send me. Let me tell you something. I've went to places I didn't want to go. I've sat with people I didn't want to sit with because I didn't know what to say or how to handle the situation. But it was God saying, you said you made yourself available. This is where I want you. This is when I want you. And this is how long I want you. And if we're sold out to Jesus, hey, it's his business what he does with this body. Hello? It's his business. It's not mine. Now, let me tell you something. I'm... I was on the pew side a long time, okay, before I got in the pulpit side, okay? So I know how people think. I worked a secular job, okay? I know what it is to be down in a ditch digging with a mattock and a shovel, okay? I know what it is to make mortar with a hoe. I know what it is to work hard. I know what it is to work till you can't stand up. I know what it is to work till literally your fingers bleed. So don't whine about your job. Just be available. Just be available. I'm a blessed man to have had the parents that I had that grounded in me the Lord Jesus and grounded in me that work is important. And I'm so thankful. I mean, today could be my last day. Okay, it could be my last day. But I want to make it the best day. One of my friend said many years ago, he said, your last days ought to be your best days, okay? Uh, so many people want to get home to see the football game, or they want to get home to see the races. You know what? It's the only the last few minutes that matters anyhow. It's only the last lap that matters anyhow. When we see the finish line, wouldn't it be something if we could see the finish line? If we could see the finish line. And you know what I believe I'd do? I'd run harder. <laughs> I want to get there as quick as I can. Our youngest son run track with RAs. And the coach said, you know what I like about him? He said, when the gun goes off, he never looks back. He doesn't look to the left or the right. He's got his eyes on the finish line. The one that lives within knows where the finish line is, right? Holy Spirit of God knows where the finish line is. And God has blessed me more than I'll ever deserve. I started well, okay? I want to finish well. I don't want no laybys. I don't want no layoffs. I don't want no crippling carrying on. And I've thought about it, y'all. Hey, this eyeball ain't getting no better. Now, my appointment, hey, I don't just... My pre-op's the third, the surgery's the eighth. I go back on the ninth. 
I hope I get my birthday present on the ninth of a good, clear eyeball, because that's my birthday. I want to finish well. And if I finish blind, it's okay. God gave me these eyes. And let me tell you about our eyes. Let me tell you about our ears. Let me tell you about our lips. Let me tell you about our tongue. These eyes, these lips, these tongue, these ears have seen, have spoken, have heard, and touched things they shouldn't But God continues to bless. I just want his will to be done. I want to fit into God's plan. Now listen to me. The invitation is simple. If you truly want to fit into God's plan, you've got to be saved. You say, well, I've been saved, but I've never joined a church. I've never been baptized. That's part of being obedient. You want to fit into God's plan, you need to be saved, and you need to be obedient. You need to say, Lord, here I am. Just send me. You know, it takes a bold person to make that statement. Here I am, Lord. You send me. Here I am, Lord. You use me. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your plan for every one of us. Lord, it's amazing to me what a God you are to the many millions upon millions of Christians they are in the world. And you have a different plan for every one of us. And Lord, you can use every one of us. I pray for our people in the pew today. Lord, if they, if they are, have not fit into your plan yet, God, speak to their hearts and help them to realize and know that your plan is the best plan. I pray for our people, Lord, as they, those that are going to be traveling, for those that are coming home for Christmas. Lord, I just pray that you'd give them safety. Be with our people today. God, help them to be bold. Lord, I love you, and I thank you for my church family that loves me and Lynn. And Lord, I just thank you for allowing us to love them back. Lord, we just pray for our little children's Musical tonight, their performance. God, bless their little souls. Thank you for the parents, Lord, that allow their children to be a part of the ministry here. Lord, we just want to thank you and praise you for whatever you will do today. In Jesus' name, amen.